Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and today I am excited to have my mother joining us. Uh, she has come up with some questions to actually ask me, so she's going to be the moderator in this, and you're going to get to learn about RodeoKids.com and where it started, why it started, and where we're headed. So we're excited about that. It's a great way to wrap up 2021. It is New Year's Eve, and what a year it has been. Um, I do apologize. I'm a day late. My dog got stepped on on Christmas Eve, and so his vet appointment uh, to see what he needed to do for surgery took a lot longer yesterday than what I thought, so I am a day late publishing, but um, we're excited for what's to come, and I just want to thank each and every one of you for being a supporter of Rodeo Kids. This podcast is full of so many cool things, and it's only going to get better. We're on our way up, and we are excited and thankful to have you as part of our journey. So here we go. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Welcome to the Rodeo Kids podcast, Mom. Uh, Sharon Woodmer, you've been here before, and the people that I've talked to say that that podcast episode was one of their favorites and that you are also a very inspirational person, which I believe that you are. So I'm excited to have you on the show again. And last night we got kind of on a roll talking about some things and it was your idea to have this podcast. So I am going to turn it over to you today. To okay. I am so happy to be here with my daughter, Camry. Um, I kind of want to go through the evolution of this company and some of the newest ideas and stuff that that have come up and new directions and stuff. So from the beginning, um, a few years ago, Camry came up with the idea there needs to be a group supporting kids and families of rodeo and that its name should be Rodeo Kids. Explain that for us. So the reasons that I chose Rodeo Kids um, is because to me, it was something that God gave me. When I came up with this idea, it really wasn't even my idea. I mean, I guess it was, but I was in an elevator by myself in Vegas and I talked to different people all throughout the industry and everybody that I talked to had some kind of youth program or they did this or they did that, but none of them were like fully going for it. And one company that I talked to had discontinued their youth saddle line. And I was just like, this is just crazy that they're doing that. And when I was in the elevator on my way back to the room, all of a sudden, rodeokids.com like came out of the sky like a bolt of lightning. Like I remember putting my hand on my forehead and be like, nope, I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> I already had the performance pony company and it was going well and it was still new. Um, it was just my second year in Vegas with that company. And so I thought, there's no way, like I don't want to start another company. I'm not looking to start another company, but Rodeo Kids just kept like ringing in my head. And um, when I think about that name, it's for the youth who are in rodeo and it's not just, or who are involved or interested or of any avenue. It's not just the kids who compete. Um, so it's about, to me, it's about a lot more 
than just rodeo kids. Um, it's about everybody in the industry who's interested. But that name's catchy. It rings. It's easy to say. Um, and it's easy to remember. Uh, something that's come up different times from different directions in terms of the name of the company. And you've stubbornly stayed with the name Rodeo Kids. Um, there's been people in terms of marketing says it's too narrow. There's been people that, you know, just have said, is that really the right name? Why is that the right name? Because it's the name that God gave me. And I guess, um, to me, it's, again, it's really easy to remember. It's got its own jingle to it. Um, it has its own ring. I guess we don't have a jingle at this point in time, but a ring. And I just, it's dedicated to the youth. You know, the families come second, the kids are first in my eyes, in this company and in our mission. And so it is about the kids. Um, so that's why I've kept it Rodeo Kids. To me, it's, it's really demonstrative of who you are and what your purpose is. You could have changed it to be more inclusive so that you could have sold more products to a wider variety of people. But that's not your goal, is it? No, it's not. You know, I... I love lots of different things in this world, but I am passionate about this industry specifically and rodeo and the youth. Um, so for me, that's my target audience, you know, and it's it's not even just the kids who, like, like I said, it's not the kids who compete per se. I mean, them too, but I wanted to include people who want to be producers and, and it's for the kids who maybe don't have access to rodeo everywhere. You know, there's a lot of people in Texas and Oklahoma and places in the South and Arizona where they're meccas and there's professionals everywhere. There's world champions. There's people who give lessons and arenas, but there's a huge portion of our country that loves rodeo, that loves the Western way of life, but they don't have access to that kind of help and that kind of support and those kinds of facilities, but they still have the desire and the drive and the passion to get to the next level. Um, and so with Rodeo Kids, we're trying to support that demographic just as much, if not more than the ones who already have access to everything. I think that's awesome. Up until now, what have you created on your website for kids. What do you got going? Apply, and a lot of you listeners have been to the website and seen some of the stuff that we've already got going on. Um, when you go there, there's obviously the podcast, um, which has been super fun. And like the whole purpose behind the podcast is to hear people's stories. And in every story that I've heard, every interview that I've had, most 90% of the people I would say haven't even rodeoed in the past. Um, you know, they started on their own and they all faced challenges. They all had adversities and they all came from different walks of life and have found their way into this industry. So with the podcast, like I want to share those stories with the kids and, and the families to let them know that like they're not alone in their struggles and that there's a will, there's a way. Um, and then also just inspiring and offering. I'm a huge advocate for having a positive perspective. So the solo podcasts are just to share, uh, shed light on the positive side of things and on working to be a better version of ourselves. Um, so that's the podcast. And then um, we do monthly Zooms with different professionals throughout the industry. Um, last month, we had Haley Kinzel and Emily Beisel. We've had rodeo coaches. We've had entertainers and we're really excited. We've got um, a Zoom this month with Brooke Gray coming up. She's an equine dentist um, who also is a mother of two kids, one that is highly involved in rodeo and the other who wants nothing to do with it. So 
Um, I think she'll have a lot of cool stuff to offer. We have the blogs. Um, again, the blogs are just a perspective thing. Some people prefer to read. Um, and it's also a way for me to put all of my thoughts together for hopefully someday where I can write a book. So um, those are the three main things that we do on the website right now. As your mom, um, I've seen you kind of feel like you're alone too, just like these kids who I, I want to rodeo. Um, but I, I feel like I'm alone. I've seen you feel alone, feel broke, um, feel like you're giving it 100% of what you've got. How do you keep going when those feelings of, am I doing the right thing? Um, what, what goes on in your mind and what keeps you going? Well, I, through the pro, the deal that we took, um, Hardcore Leadership, which I've talked a little bit about, I've learned where those feelings come from. Um, the feelings of being alone and being in the word I use often as outsider. And that came from my childhood. And that's uh, something in my subconscious that I get to battle with from time to time. And um, so just knowing where it comes from and then knowing that my purpose in life is bigger than my feelings of doubt and just knowing that when I think about rodeo kids and when I have those days that I or the performance pony company and I am doubting myself and it's like gosh like why am I on this path I don't really know what I'm doing those are the days that a message comes through or a big order comes through like even this morning you know we've my dog is have has to have surgery and it's gonna cost like three to four thousand dollars. And part of me is asking myself, am I nuts? He's already a tripod and now it's only a, a bipod right now because he only has, can walk on two legs. But um, you know, when I say my prayers at night and ask for help and ask for support and ask for guidance, I had a sixteen hundred dollar order this morning. Or I'll get a message from uh, a pony pro or somebody that I don't even know that comes through that lets me know that I impacted one person yesterday. And that is when it's worth it. You know, last night, um, my dad and I went out and we ran into a young lady who is in high school and she's from 30 miles away and I've never met her, but she knew exactly who I was. And like, she's inspired by our content and what we're doing. And when I get to have those interactions, that lets me know that I'm on the right in order to keep growing and serving the youth of rodeo and the Western lifestyle, your your project needs funded. One of the recent things you've talked about is becoming a nonprofit. How can that help you? It's just giving an opportunity for people to donate and um, feel good about it and not have to worry about the taxes and stuff. It's more about the vision of it um, and giving back to people and having that status that has been established through nonprofits. I think that's awesome. Now, um, being a nonprofit doesn't mean that you won't have some income. You, so far, income's been pretty thin. You put your heart and soul into it. Um, but there, there needs to be funding, and you need to, you need to have some money in your pocket for all the work that you've done. And that nonprofit yeah. means that people can make donations and, and write it off. And, you know, that's good. And, and like you said, feel good about it. Yeah. Now, recently um, in expanding, you've talked about not only creating a community, but creating team camaraderie. What's that mean to you? 
So when we look at other sports, um, when you look at any traditional sport, whether it's volleyball or basketball or track, football, baseball, they all have a team. And when you look at what that team consists of and the staff that they have, they have a coach, they have an assistant coach, they have an athletic director at the high school level. They usually have a physical trainer of some sort that they can go to. They have a fitness facility and workout plans and things like that um, that support them in getting to the next level. And the parents are watching the games, cheering them on, and sitting on the sideline. When we look at rodeo, uh, we don't have that. We don't have a coaching staff. The parents are the coaches. The parents maybe help the kids work out. Maybe that's pretty far-fetched even because most parents don't really know what they're doing. And they're, they're trying their best. Um, and the kids, especially those who aren't, again, in the meccas of the Western industry, um, they're just trying to get through this on their own and figure it out and ask questions from their friends. But at Rodeo Kids, my goal is to create a place where they can go and they can learn from other kids and they can learn from other professionals. And so we're working on bringing in people like Dr. Andy Wolf, um, who is a research scientist and professor um, at Tarleton State University. And he's been working with their rodeo team and seeing huge results um, on their improved performance through his fitness programs. Um, we've got our goal is to have somebody, a bareback coach and a saddle bronc coach and a team roping coach where you can have these Zooms and you can get in with other kids and ask questions and have somebody there to coach you through what you need to do in the box, you know, and, and just think about things that your parents can't or don't know how to help you with. And plus, like the parents, your parents are telling you to do your homework and clean your room and pick up the dishes and do all of these other things. Um, and then when you get in the arena, it can be kind of hard to want to listen to them. And it's just, it's human nature. I mean, we've experienced that. Absolutely, we have. <laughs> I that, you know, I got to where um, I was helping you more than you were helping me after you got hurt and stuff, and I'd been riding your horses. Like, you could feel that tension. And so with Rodeo Kids, we're just trying to create that support system where you've got a team outside of your parents, and you've got people to cheer you on that are your peers and that are professionals and that just want to see you do good and get to the next level. I am breaking away from Cami helping me learn to be a breakaway roper a couple years ago. Um, I remember just very minute individual things that were so important to getting that eight to come around. And, you know, I don't think, you know, we talked about last night actually making videos for the beginner of the beginners or someone who's lost that one little item that makes their eight come around making those videos, put them out there. So from beginner, beginners to intermediates to the kids who are trying to get a place on a college rodeo team. Yeah. How are you going to be that for everybody? It's going to be tough. <laughs> How are we going to do that for everybody is, you know, when you get to be around people who are better than you for the beginners, you know, we need all levels of people in order for us to get better. You know, on every team, we've got our superstars and we've got the people who are coming up. It's like, it's why we have varsity and JV, you know, the JV, when you get to practice with the varsity, you know, you, you've got something to strive for. And, you know, the kids who have the physical abilities down and maybe they have the coaching for that, we've got the mental strength side of it where, you know, all of us have, 
different talents and skills. And some people are really mentally strong. And most of us, you know, the, there's plenty of opportunities to learn from your coaches down the road a lot often. Um, but they might be just like you said, missing the piece to bring your thumb down just a little bit more, or they're not sure how to help you not psych yourself out while you're in the box and even just learning how to breathe correctly and how to set your goals to where they're attainable. You know, maybe you've got all that figured out and you need help on the physical side of it. Like we're just here to support you in whatever way that you need. Um, and these programs like our ambassadors, and then we've also got the performance pony companies, pony pros, you know, if you use these systems, I am here to support you and to see you be successful. And Rodeo Kids is a network. You know, we've got, we're going to have people that can specifically help you. And if you need more, like we're willing to reach out and find that person that will get you more. Um, and that's not something that you can find really anywhere else right now that I'm aware of. So is that going to require an investment from parents at times if they really want to reach out and get some help from, let's say, um, a bareback rider? Yeah, I mean, I think that's only fair. You know, these guys have spent thousands and thousands of dollars and they've beat their bodies up and they're going up and down the road and, um, you know, they deserve to get paid for their expertise as well. Um, that's one thing if for the parents, if you can listen to the Clinton Anderson podcast, um, it's not really that kid friendly, but he talks a lot about this industry and how, um, it, it's just really interesting, his insight on how we spend money and, you know, these, a lot of parents, there's a lot of awesome opportunities for these kids to compete and we're spending the money on the horses and the trucks and the trailers and the entry fees, but we're not spending the money on the education to be the best when they get there. And so we're really trying to create that atmosphere where, you know, we talked, um, Andy Wolf and I talked the other day about baseball and how his family paid $5,000 for him to be able to be in this program for a year where he was doing essentially what we're trying to provide for rodeo kids. And those professionals that he got to be with and the group of kids that he got to be around helped him get to where he got better college scholarships and he was a better competitor and now to what he's doing in life now. So really you're just investing in their future. You know, at Rodeo Kids, yes, we want to see you compete successfully, but it's a lot more than that to us. You know, it's also, you know, providing that kind of information and then providing this stuff where you learn the life skills and that you take those so that when you have to go get a job that you can say, hey, this is what I learned in bareback riding to have that grit and to have that perseverance and how to handle my emotions. And now when I have to go make this deal with such and such or do this interview, I've got the confidence to do it. Wow, that sounds absolutely fabulous. I mean, for what you need, especially when you don't live in a part of the country that's heavily Western already, if you're sitting out in New Jersey and you want to be a steer wrestler, um, you, you probably have a short network, but you don't have a huge um, community around you to support you, to tell you, to help you. And what if you do, some of them aren't going to be the best advice givers. If you can come to Rodeo Kids as your your starting point, like who can I source through that and you know explain the the level of professionals that you want to reach out to and and why. Well, 
rituals that we want to have. It's like they say that there's a quote of some sort where like those who can't do coach <laughs> or something like that. But I think that there's a lot of truth that there are some people out there who are very strong competitors, but they have no idea how to coach <laughs> or they just don't have what it takes to really connect the dots to the very basics and break it down to where it's understandable. So, um, and that's one thing that we see a lot is this is an awesome industry and there's so many people who are willing to help. Um, but we want to provide the people who are willing to help and have the skills to break it down to whatever level you need to get to, to understand. Like, that's one thing that I've been blessed with is just being able to break down the different body parts to break down the different places that your horse is moving and to help you relate to it, whether you're three years old or four years old or 40 years old. Um, and so finding those people who really want to coach and really have the skills and the knowledge to make those connections. So you really understand what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it's also an income stream to rodeo contestants or other professionals who are good at sharing their knowledge and lifting other people to a higher level. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be an income stream to them too. Yeah. Especially like one thing that we keep talking about, keep hearing about and as the industry is working towards is professionals like that make it to the NFR and stuff that, that they're making more money and that they get that elite professional rodeo status. Like we see in traditional sports with football, basketball, volleyball, et cetera. Um, but right now, like they were, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about how it, they had $70,000 won, I think, in the steer wrestling going into the NFR and with fuel, entry fees, vet bills, everything, it cost them $70,000 that year. When they made it to the NFR, they were at the break even point. And that's a lot of the competitors out there who we look up to and who we aspire to do. But as an industry, we get to do better and be better and support the people that we love and everything that they know. So um, this is a way there's a lot of professionals who have downtime while they're traveling that they can support you and help you. And um, they're just looking for extra dollars. And a lot of times too, when you see all those patches on their shirts, there are some who are getting monetary types of support, but a lot of those are even product sponsors or they're not big enough to really make a huge dent in the expenses. And all levels of the Western industry and Cammy referenced the Clinton Anderson podcast and it was it was educational. Like she said, it not kid friendly at all. But it but he pointed out that a trainer that's training a jumping horse, no one even thinks twice about spending him or paying him six thousand dollars to ride your horse. Yeah. What what happens in the Western industry? We we don't value ours ourselves and our time the same way. Yeah, and we're trying to to change that, um, you know, to where it's the other part about the industry that makes it trickier is that it's a hobby for most people. You know, it's something that we do on the side. But as competition gets stiffer, as there's more opportunities for youth, as all the WCRA, the PRCA, the WPRA, they're all trying to make this shift to like what we see in the PBR um, to where the athletes are making that kind of money. It's going to get tougher and it's going to take that edge. And we want to create that edge for the kids in the industry who want to go that far. 
Yes, that's that's so true. Uh, so far, um, you've been a little hesitant to talk to sponsors and donors. Did did you feel unprepared? Do you have a mental block? Didn't feel worthy. Where do you think you're with you're at with that now? Well, we had a cool conversation about this last night that um, I have identified myself as RodeoKids.com in the past. Um, but I am not RodeoKids.com. I am, that is what I do. And that is what I wholeheartedly believe in. What has held me back are my own fears and insecurities personally. Those, that little girl in the back of my mind and my subconscious that tells me that I'm not worth it or, but like when I think about Rodeo Kids, I 100% believe in it. So, um, I'm really excited to move forward as I've learned this about myself and, you know, not it rodeo kids. I'm a hundred percent confident. It's going to make it. We're there. We're here for the long haul. Um, and I get to sell rodeo kids. I don't have to sell myself. I get to sell the company and what I believe in. I think that's a huge shift and it's going to serve you well. And uh, that, um, you know, for everybody who's listening to this going into business or going into rodeo, there's one thing that we can really get caught up in, in that, what we do is who we become and we don't we don't want to do that you know because you're a cap roper or a barrel racer like that's not who you are that's something that you do um so you get to be passionate about that but just don't get so caught up in it that you lose yourself and who like your actual values values are so important great message I've uh, worked in the rodeo industry for a long time, and most Im importantly to me was being the national sponsorship coordinator for World's Toughest Rodeo. And what I learned there is that sponsors need to, to feel like their investment is justified. Rodeo Kids is not just a donation. Donations are great. But in terms of corporate sponsors, um, there's very targeted things that we can do to help you get your image and message and sales put together to justify your investment. It's not just fun and games. This is a serious place for companies to reach their direct customers and their upcoming customers and to nurture the lifestyle. That's a word that I really like is nurture because, you know, there's they can sponsor events, which events obviously need sponsored, and that's a great avenue. You get the impressions there. You get the views. People become familiar with your brand because they see it on the walls and on the arena and in the arena and on awards and all of that kind of stuff. And the mentions are very important. You know, that's definitely a big part of it. Uh, but with Rodeo Kids, like, it's an opportunity for them to actually, like, get that heartfelt connection to – understand who they are as a company and where you learn how they got started. You know, it's no different than some of the podcasts that we do. Like when you know how a company got started and what their mission is and all of that behind it, for me, at least I'm way more likely to support it. Um, and if it's a company that, you know, you're looking at two different buckle companies and you hear one story, it might be worth it to spend an extra 10 or $20 on this buckle because you understand where it comes from versus the other one that's just mass manufactured for money. You know, whether it is or isn't, I don't really know, but um, being able to share those stories and create that connection is really important for sponsors. And that's where the marketing dollars will go um, 
when you invest in rodeo kids. Uh, Cammy, Camry. <laughs> so I want to tell you guys real quick why I used Camry instead of Cammy. When I was growing up, um, everybody called me Cammy or Cam, and that's what I went by. That's how I introduced myself. But when I started going to trade shows and stuff, whenever I'd say, hey, I'm Cammy, the next they'd come back and be like, oh, hey, Tammy or Sammy or anything else. Like people didn't remember my name. But then when I started saying, hello, I'm Camry, people kind of stopped in their tracks because it wasn't something that they heard a lot. It was like, oh, what did you say your name was? That's a pretty name. That's a different name. That's unique. And people started to remember, even if they didn't remember my name, they'd be like, you've got that name. And so that created a connection right off the bat that made them stop in their tracks and look at me again. And so if there's something unique about your name or your initials or a story that you can tell right off the bat to connect with somebody, then they'll remember you. But if you're just another generic Cammy, Sammy, Tammy, then um, they're less likely to create that connection. So just a tidbit of advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I was getting into is you have an amazing group of ambassadors representing Rodeo Kids. Yes. What's their role in Rodeo Kids? And what does Rodeo Kids do for them? So the ambassadors are an awesome group of kids. Um, we're so blessed and thankful to see how much these kids grow and what they have to offer and how willing they are to help each other. Like my least favorite phrase is kids these days. Um, I believe kids these days are the way they are because of adults these days. And that's not just parents. That's every single one of us that is an adult. Like we make an impression on these kids. And so um, the rodeo kids ambassadors, it's giving them an opportunity to let their light shine. Uh, it's giving them an ability, an opportunity to, build their resumes and to support others and to give back. Um, you know, we do monthly challenge videos with the kids and they get to answer a question and think about how they do things and how they want to share it with others. Um, they get access to our monthly Zooms. As we move forward into this uh, creating the team and the membership and stuff like that, they'll have uh, financial benefits for being an ambassador. And to be an ambassador, you have to go through and you fill out an application, you send in a video, and you get to send in reference letters. And it's expected that if you're between the ages of 10 and 21, that you can fill out your own application too. Um, we highly discourage the parents from doing it for them because this is an opportunity for them to embrace what talents and skills they have and to grow themselves. So that's um, that's a big part of it for us. Um, just letting these kids let their own light shine. The shirts with the patches that you give the kids, those patches, those shirts are earned. I mean, they get it with by being chosen as an ambassador, but they earn it also. What, what can other companies and um, other kids and potential people who want to be sponsored learn from that? different kinds of patch programs. There's patch programs that they just give away patches to everybody. And that's one way to get a lot of things out there. But uh, when somebody has a rodeo kids patch or a performance pony company patch, it's because they went through the application process. It's because they showed good character. It's because other people believe in who they are through their reference letters and they represent 
the industry, they represent themselves, they represent our company, and those kids are examples. They're leaders in the industry, and that's what we're trying to create is more leaders, um, and when they've got that, it means that they, like you said, they have earned it. Um, one of the taglines that Rodeo Kids has is that uh, Rodeo Kids provides for the future, and that means of rodeo and the Western lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So... Why to you is it so important that rodeo and the Western lifestyle thrive and continue? Because to me, it's what this country was founded on, you know, the values and principles of hard work. And we say one nation under God for a reason. Um, And I just firmly believe that the youth in this industry have a great opportunity that other kids don't um, to learn the responsibility and the respect and the things that it takes to really be successful in this life. Um, And I think when we look at what's happening in the country and what we hear about um, is going on and when you walk into a room with youth who aren't in the industry, um, often they don't look you in the eye. They're on their phones all the time. Like you see some things on TikTok and Instagram and all of that. And um, I, I think that our industry has an opportunity to create a better future for kids. And those kids can become those leaders and impress upon other people. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. So what do you think about Yellowstone? What's that doing for the Western industry? Love what Yellowstone is doing for the industry. Um, there's definitely, you know, some of it's the theatrics and the drama and all of that. But Yellowstone is providing an, an insight to the industry for people from all walks of life. You know, being on Amazon Prime like it is. We drove through three cities on the way to Vegas this year. And there were huge billboards in the middle of cities about Yellowstone. And Um, You know, I talked to my siblings don't really have anything to do with horses or much with agriculture. And one of my sisters and I had a conversation and she said, what do you think Yellowstone show? And I said, I think it's great. You know, when John Dutton is sitting there with a lady who had just was protesting and um, she's talking about, you know, how they eat beef and how they don't believe in that and killing animals and all of that. And he just says, well, If you're a vegetarian and you have to tear up the ground, think of all the bugs and insects and moles and everything that digs in the ground that you kill their habitat. You know, not that I'm knocking vegetarians or anything like that, but it's just providing perspectives in agriculture that are getting overlooked in cities right now. And we need that because um, there's a statistic out there that only 2% of the United States population has direct ties to agriculture. And when you look at it outside of, Outside of our circle um, and the people who, like those of us who grew up in it, we don't know any different. It's like, it's fine. We farm, we ranch, we do all this stuff. It makes sense. But we're under attack. You know, they just like in that, in Yellowstone, they want to shut down farming and killing of animals. And well, where do they think they get their leather purses from? You know, they just don't really realize how much is happening. And I think it's doing a good job educating people and shedding light on some of that stuff and our industry as a whole. That also kind of highlights that, you know, people who live the lifestyle, love their Mm -hmm. land, love their lifestyle, love all there is about it. And, you know, people, you know, politicians and outsiders don't grasp that. And if there's something they want, 
um, there may be a way to just uh, use the law to get it. Yeah. And, you know, you are are providing for the future. Um, you value what it brings and what it means to people. And in that show, it's, it's just like we all, as Americans, should value those those things. Yeah, their traditions and learning. There was another part where he said it's learning to live with the land, not on the land. And right now we're there's a lot of places that it's we're living on the land and we need to start living with it again. If you know, we, we hear all these things going on. And so, um, I just think it's doing a good job shedding light on that. I think, um, Courtney Dehoff is doing an amazing job with her fancy lady cowgirl stuff. Um, and creating it to where the industry is more inclusive again. Um, that's another thing that Yellowstone is doing is it's opening those doors to where more people get to even look into the lifestyle because it has gotten to where it's so hard to get involved in because it's so expensive. Um, and it's got its own challenges. And so she's doing a really good job of opening people's eyes and being like, Hey, like don't make fun of the people who wear their hat backwards because maybe they just don't know. Instead of being a jerk about it, just be like, Hey, like, just want you to know your hat's on backwards, you know, yeah. be kind and, you know, we need this industry to continue growing, not just with opportunities to compete, but by bringing in new people and new spectators and um, just more appreciation for the lifestyle as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. So the bottom line is you can't learn to rodeo in school. You know, the school would like to provide for everybody, but they can't. And, you know, a lot of people's parents want you to live your dreams, become a rodeo kid, but they weren't. They can't help you. So, you know, I'd like to wrap this up on my behalf saying that if you want to get in it, if you want to get better, if you want to be your best, Rodeo Kids wants to be that place for you. Yeah. And this year, like, we're... We're building some really cool things right now that um, I'm not really sure exactly what it's going to look like or how it's going to be formatted, but just the stuff that we've talked about and it's going to grow and it's going to be the place, you know, that's our goal is to be the place where right now there's this person that knows that and that person that knows this and, and we want to bring that together to where if you're interested at all, if you want to grow, if you want to get better, if you want to become an announcer, if you want to become a competitor, you've got a place that has the resources to help you get there. And if they don't, everybody knows everybody in rodeo. It won't take long to find the right person. Yep. And we just want to be that platform where, where you can start, start and grow. So I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Tomorrow we get to announce our Rodeo Kids Ambassadors for 2022. So we're looking forward to their videos and everything that they have to share. And um, we'll have our next Zoom open to the public on January. It's the last Sunday. We're going to move our Zooms to Sunday evenings at six o'clock. So we will have that posted here before too long. Um, as to when that is and yeah we look forward to you guys joining us and give us a like a share a follow and stay tuned big things are happening thank you mom you're welcome camry
Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Rodeo Kids podcast. And I also want to encourage everybody, as always, to like it, to share it, and to talk about it with your friends. The more we grow, the more we get to offer opportunities and cool things um, like what's coming in the future. And also, if you are looking for a gift to give somebody who has horses, maybe a horse passed away or there's something, a really special horse in their life, my mom makes the most beautiful horse hair pottery. If you search Sharon Widmer Clay Artist on Facebook or Instagram, you can also go to SharonWidmerClayArtist.com and check it out. She makes the coolest stuff. It's all custom and it's with your horse's tail hair. So it's a great way to commemorate a horse that uh, really means a lot to you and keep have a keepsake for life. So happy new year, everyone. Thanks for being on this journey with us. Good luck and stay safe tonight. God bless everyone.